Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. These were broadcasted live, my answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness, and each one took 5, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, time for a spiritual tune-up. I'm Mike Dooley. Thanks for the great questions you post below on Facebook and or on Instagram on the day of a broadcast. Post anytime after a broadcast on that day and I could be speaking about your question the next day. Today's question, moving from living deliberately creating consciously to esoteric realms where we still live deliberately create consciously. Mike, let's talk about death. Specifically, my dad suffered months ago before passing with cancer. Uh, my mom was killed in an auto accident. My husband and brother just last year both passed of COVID related issues. Why can't we just pass in our sleep? Is this some Catholic suffering that our penance has brought upon us? Please help me out here. A great question. Like so much in life, there are unintended manifestations, but even the unintended manifestation has profound meaning, purpose, and gifts to bear. Um, recalling the Seth material dictated by Jane Roberts, I often um, reference the Seth material, the granddaddy of, of truth and channeling, just so profound, I highly recommend it. Seth talked about every single death uh, is they is a crowning achievement of every single life. No matter how it happened, intentional or unintentional, and I'll talk about the fine line between those in just a second. Seth also said in the deepest, most profound sense that every death is a suicide because no one ever dies before their time. Not man, woman, child, baby, infant, fetus. No one dies without an awareness, a consent, a participation, a reason, a purpose, an objective, and gifts are born for all involved. Now, I know there's a lot of tangents there, and I'm not going to go there. You can put your questions down below if you've got a question about a particular tangent. But we are divine beings. We create. We're streaming manifestors. And as I said, the idea is to stream consciously, intentionally, uh, the life of your dreams, joy, love, happiness, but oftentimes through confusion, there's the unintentional manifestation. But uh, I was kind of grappling with this answer earlier this morning. How do you have an accidental death, so to speak, that was ordained at a higher level? And this is what I came up with. Uh, it's as if you know, certainly you understand there's more to you than the ego level, the logic level, the street level fill in your name in the blank right here. There's way more to you. There's this higher self that's coordinating and helping and dealing with the production of your streaming manifestation. 
and it works with all possibilities at its disposal given what your street level focus is. I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there, and it brings about that which you most believed in and expected. It is the one that's orchestrating, choosing, understanding the nature of reality. And then there's this soul integration when we pass on the other side. Soul integration happens to be the goal for many in these sacred jungles of time and space so that we can bring that higher self down to the street level and be guided with unfallible precision 24-7. I know I'm saying a lot here, but even the death that seems miserable or sad, and in many cases this was the death of my mother who slowly declined through dementia and Alzheimer's over about a 10 year period. In the beginning, it was just funny little stuff. Uh, she read a book and then a month later, she goes, I haven't read this book in 20 years. And he's like, you read it last month, mom. But it got worse and worse and worse. And knowing that we create our own reality, I also wondered with a heavy heart, why would somebody choose such a seemingly pointless, unhappy, unfulfilled, a final curtain call. And it wasn't until she passed um, when at that day, and I know I've shared this in other spiritual tune-ups, I felt more relief than grief that I realized maybe her method of departure was in part for those who loved her so much. I, I never went a day in my adult life uh, without calling my mom or her calling me. I was super crazy close. I was not a mama's boy, but I was just, she was like just cool and a, a reliable best friend kind of thing. Um, and it was a day, her passing, that I dreaded my entire adult life. But it wasn't until the end, I, I always thought I would be just unglued, fall to pieces, incapable of functioning for months on end, if ever, than the rest of my life without my mother. That was my thoughts from in my 20s, 30s, 40s, uh, and even into my 50s. But through the long departure, when she finally left, I felt relief that she would be restored, that she would be whole, that she would be filled with vitality again, relief for the fact that she wouldn't be so taxing and trying on family members, Relief was shared by my siblings as well, given the circumstances. Like, what a gift mom gave us to have this slow, painful, seemingly pointless departure. And it doesn't just stop there. There, there is perfection and artistry in absolutely every exit plan. So whether you can see it or not it is unimportant. And a really cool thing, thanks to Tracy Farquhar, a psychic and really good friend of mine, you can look her up, Tracy Farquhar. Um, I, I did a channel session, my sister and I did, with uh, our mother when she was on the other side. And the, the slow exit uh, was discussed. And, and mom came through, so mom, no question, um, just absolutely no doubt throughout the entire hour or so session that we were conversing with our mother. Um, she said that she was very, very pleased with her chosen path for departure. So while 
we cannot see the order and meaning, reason and purpose in other people's manifestations, whether it's you know their partner choice, their entertainment choice, uh, their work or no work choice. While we can't see it, there's order there and objectives are being met. And in the case of this questioner, whether it's cancer, an auto crash, uh, COVID related, there was meaning and precision based on their beliefs, their expectations, their desires. It's not like anybody just has a, a, a terrible, miserable death that has no meaning just because of circumstances. There's no such thing. It's all finely tuned and crafted and you can be sure that upon transition and on the other side, that piece of the puzzle of their life is going to make majestic, beautiful sense to them. Now, not that we don't all probably have some moments in our lives when we look back and we cringe even from the other side, but at least from there, there's compassion and there's understanding and we know why we did what we did at the time. And the same might be true of any um, seemingly chaotic, painful, uh, death on the other side you might there might be a wince but there would be a greater perspective through which it all happened and the meaning that was derived from it and there would be gifts in it for everyone involved including the survivors so for those who have lost someone for everything that you have gone through there's been meaning there's been an invitation to open your heart more, to open your awareness to the order and the perfection of it all. Nothing happens in these sacred jungles of time and space that you're aware of, that you are accidentally aware of. Meaning nothing happens in these jungles of time and space, including Russia invading uh, the Ukraine, um, that, that isn't part of your awakening with gifts for you to understand better the nature of the mind, the human being, the spiritual experience. Everything has order. So don't judge a book by a cover, its cover. Don't judge a death by its circumstances. Realize that there's order and meaning. That doesn't, that doesn't mean go be happy. That doesn't mean there's not a need for grief. That doesn't mean somebody didn't do something wrong. Maybe there was a violation. Maybe there was a murder. But that doesn't mean don't go seek justice in a court. All of it is a gift for you to decide what to do with the rest of your life, okay? And that's all that you can figure out and realize there's a gift in everything that happens. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up from Manzanillo. Hey, I got my camera and my lighting working finally. It took a whole day yesterday. Thanks for your patience, everyone. So glad to be broadcasting about life, dreams, and happiness. Yesterday, we were talking about sad and painful deaths. I suggested we keep the, the topics in that direction. And several of you have asked about suicide. What happens to those who commit suicide? Uh, it's something I have talked about before. It's been a long time, so let's go there. Maybe I'll hit it, hit it from a few different angles. Mike, is suicide bad? How are they greeted? Um, Yesterday that you said all deaths are a form of suicide. I was paraphrasing Seth from uh, Jane Roberts' books. Um, but Mike, what about conscious choice of suicide? Is that still considered wrong, evil? 
is there a difference in how they're greeted when they get to the other side? You know, this question, like really all the questions, make me realize that the absolute ultimate soothing balm for pain and fear is always the truth. The truth will set you free. The truth is empowering. The truth is all love. Um, my gosh, we're, the truth is you and I and every, every mote of dust, every being, sentient being, trees, we're all God come alive in the dream of life pure divinity for the adventure of it for the joy of it and we did not sign up for easy we signed up for awesome we signed up for wow we signed up for blow my mind and in the process of all that we've striven for i think that's a word uh, we run into confusion and chaos uh despair and fear lions and tigers and bears all born of not remembering who we really are and why we're here for the fun of it would the would divine intelligence go anywhere that they wouldn't ultimately prevail through all of their incarnations would divine intelligence go anywhere where they anything 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 could ever be lost no nothing can be lost only we can gain everyone is a winner Everyone ends up in the palm of God's hand. Everyone discovers they never left the heart of God. This is the nature of our reality. Who's God going to judge? There's only God, right? God is not a man or a woman. It's not a human being. It's not like, hmm. Uh, poker's for you, my friend. You know, uh, you're a bad widget and I don't like what I've done. It's like God could redeem any of his creations. Excuse the uh, term his. Any of its creations. Um, God would be so big, except that none of them are apart or differentiated from God. It's like, oh, this finger is just a little bit too short, too short. And like, ah, so, so is there judgment? Is there wrongdoing? It's like, no, there's only love and understanding. Um, when folks get to the other side who have committed suicide and they see how much they're loved, and they see how powerful they are, and they discover that they were that loved and that powerful on earth, yet through confusion, totally understandable, but through confusion, they let their fears run amok, they let their ego take charge, they maybe got a little bit out of balance in different areas of their life because of their confusion, yet they'll see, as you now know, that with some self-reflection, going within, seeing what truly is obvious, the beauty everywhere, the second, third, and fourth chances everywhere, uh, the, the, the hero in every one of us, if they could have paused and taken that look, and it could well be argued they couldn't, okay? They were so lost they couldn't. But if they could have, it would have changed everything. They would have found their power. They would have tried a new approach. They would have seen how much love was poured and showered upon them and they would have harnessed that love in a new way. Then they look around and they see the devastation in their wake and the harm they caused, the hurt they caused to other people, not just the ones they were pissed off at, but other people and other other people and the wave of sadness that rippled out from their 
act of committing suicide invariably, it's certainly at the beginning of the transition, there will be agonizing, if I may say so, uh, regret for the decision made to commit suicide. I'm not talking about um, people suffering in great pain, end of life, euthanasia. I'm not talking about that. But for somebody who, out of spite, wanted to show them and kill themselves, or just out of hopelessness and show themselves that they don't have to deal with it anymore, there would be regret. I would call it agonizing until they were bathed with even more love and they realized, hey, it's an adventure. Uh, and everybody knew that this could happen when everybody signed up and stuff like this happens and they will find love again. They will be shown how else they could have done it. They will be redeemed. They will be rehabilitated. They will recognize that they still are the eyes and the ears of God. Not even God could have done better than what they did in that lifetime, given where they were coming from. They deserve no judgment, no judgment. They are going to be loved, adored, and celebrated just as any goody two-shoes would be on the other side. Everyone is doing their level best in their life, in this adventure, with what they know and how they learned it. So cut everyone some slack, especially yourself. If you're feeling at the end of the rope, there's lots of resources out there. Do not despair. Do not go to that place where you're going to be like, oh, if I had only known. You can know. You do know. You're powerful. Life is beautiful. Whatever you're going through will pass. It always has. It always will. The sun will come up again tomorrow. Seek out resources. Reach out below. We'll try to connect you to, to the resources that we're aware of in your area or globally or internationally. Life is beautiful. It is a feast. You were born with second, third, fourth, and 2,000 chances. Um, and you will prevail. You are the eyes and ears of the divine. It's all going to work out. And for those who moved on earlier and committed suicide, just only love them because they only love you and they see where they made their mistakes and they know how they could have done better and they're getting ready to come back into these sacred hallowed jungles of time and space to do it all over again. Nothing was lost. And for those hurt in the wake, a fair question would be well, like, oh my gosh, I hurt they hurt all those people and if I, everyone is aware of all of the probabilities and if you're in a relationship with somebody, you each know of the likely probabilities that somebody will try suicide or try to, whatever they may do, however they may grow, however they may wither, however they, all the probabilities are known. So while we will react through our own misunderstandings, with horror and sadness. Um, it's a lesson by design with order and meaning and not a coincidence that my uncle committed suicide, not a coincidence that your best friend committed suicide. You're in that realm to be part of the journey and you saw the lay of the land and you said, I'll be there, I'll, I'll do my best to make a difference, I'll show up, I'll give love. So while those folks may be hurt and devastated by a suicide, they too have a lesson and they too can look to truth and self-reflection and realize nothing and no one was lost. And when someone passes to the other side, they just move a little bit closer to your heart. They're not gone. They're alive and well. They're in the same room, in the same space as you. 
Um, see with the eyes of truth. Ask these great questions. Ask me, ask yourself, and you shall be answered. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for another spiritual tune-up in a week where we end up have ended up talking about crossing over when sad deaths, suicides. Uh, today's question right along those lines. Mike, I've heard that our deaths are planned before our birth. Can you explain this? Our deaths, now words slip when applied to truth. And when you consider all time is happening simultaneously at somebody's birth, you could tune in to a probability of their passing. But in the sense that you mean, and in the way that we live our lives with the understandings that we now have that are enough to give us traction, absolutely, positively not. No one's death is preordained, destined, known at the time of their birth. There are probabilities. We choose our lifetimes, who our parents will be, the love and guidance we will receive, and the love and guidance we will not receive. All based on objectives, intentions, what we want to learn. Maybe you don't want a silver spoon in your mouth. You want to kind of find your grit and get it on and be an independent man or woman earlier than you would otherwise be if you were pampered by loving guardians who had lots of wealth and who knew lots of people and lots of facts. So we pick and however contrary to the evidence that may seem, like why would somebody pick a challenging life? There's reasons. First and, for first and foremost would be love for the potentials, for the discoveries, for the people they would meet later in their life, for the strength they would cultivate to be able to enjoy that new relationship later on in their life based on their challenging upbringing. So we choose uh, the probable paths, the likelihoods. Well, this, this dad is going to be absent. This mom is going to be creative. Um, these grandparents are going to show up every single day and they're going to help me stay focused and disciplined. Um, we see this ahead of time. So I will likely be able to pursue uh, a path in the arts. I will likely be able to self-reflect and go within and find out who I really am. I will likely be able to cultivate patience or, or the lack thereof. And we see the different likelihoods for a path, though nothing is set in stone. That, that dad who was going to be wayward may suddenly um, find his bearings and want to be the best dad in the world and be at home and find balance. Uh, the mom who was going to go into arts maybe went into, I don't know, wanna, well, something totally different. But there are likelihoods. I'm likely going to continue being a writer and speaker uh, for many, many, many more years. Not set in stone. I might uh, do something totally different. You, you can see in your own life there are likelihoods. And so these likelihoods, uh, the closer you are to the present moment, um, the more strong they are, the more probable they will manifest. The further out in time, I mean, you can see if you're in your own life, the likely things that might happen in the next 12 months, they're, they're pretty clear. There's always room for surprises. Where will you be in 12 years? Okay, it's like, that's a, I mean, it depends if this road leads to that road leads to that road. There's likelihoods 
and your higher self knows these likelihoods and your vision for your future, joy, happiness, abundance, a travel partner, whatever, will choose and latch on to the different likelihoods and the probabilities, the different dimensions and the, the switching it all up. So you're still creating your own reality, but you've got to deal with a shifting playing field and seven and a half billion other co-creators. So you can see when someone's born, they're not going to have a real strong grip on where they're going to be at 20 years old or 40 years old or 80 years old to be able to be pinched into something that's preordained. Furthermore, it could never be said, believe and you shall receive if anything was predestined. You could never say there's a law of attraction that will dictate and, and shape how your life plays out if there was destiny. You couldn't say thoughts become things and your words give you wings if anything was preordained. You'd have to have a caveat. Your thoughts become things as long as there's not destiny, as long as you're not supposed to die in six months. Your, your believe and ye shall receive as long as um, you know God doesn't decide otherwise. You are the God of goddess of your life. You decide through your focus, your choices, what's going to happen next based on a playing field and, and the potential for your objectives to be met. Each of us comes to an incarnation with objectives. I want to learn creativity, like I said, or I want to be good at math. I want to be left brain. I want to be right brain. I want to live in the moment. I want to learn the logistics. I want you come here with objectives. These are not purposes. That's overplayed and misunderstood. You being you checks off the box. You can't not achieve what you want to achieve when you are you. And this will achieve the other objectives, wanting to be creative, wanting to be expressive, wanting to whatever it could be, make a difference, be of service, cooperate, discover love, be loved, fall in love, have a family, not have a family. These are underlying objectives that help us choose a lifetime based on the conditions and the trajectories we see a life might go. So as long as your objectives are being met and or can be met, you're going to continue living. When the day comes that your objectives can't be met or have already been met, that's when your higher self starts looking for a way out. And I don't want to create a distinction. Your higher self decides some things and your street level self decides one thing. This is actually one fluid being. And there's people who kind of check the boxes and they're like, and that, that feeling of like, like done, like I did it goes all the way up, all the way down, and it seeks expression. And your inner self, your conscious self, is aware that there are other adventures that may take you away from this time and space, and you will transition. So when your objectives have been met, oh, and your objectives can change in your lifetime. Your objectives may be met, and you have that big, <sighs> and then there's that curiosity and that wonder and a realization Hey, I could have gone a little farther. Hey, I could try this over here. Hey, I might love to be a, a volunteer. Hey, I might. And your objective, objectives can evolve. So as long as your objectives, when your objectives have been met and or no longer can be met, 
and you don't come up with new objectives, that's when an exit plan manifests. Okay, in alignment with all of your other beliefs, in alignment with the beauty and your power, in alignment with all things, including the feelings and the needs and the loves of those you care about, then an exit strategy appropriate to checking all those boxes is crafted. Now, there's a little twist in here. Um, when I said, once your objectives have been met, or no longer can be met. Now, if they've been met, you can change them and, and have new ones. But if your objectives that you came here to experience um, can no longer be met, now why would that be? Uh, a couple of reasons. When they can no longer be met, and I'll go into those reasons in a second, well then, that big, you know, kind of all the way up, all the way down, your entire being is like, oh, there's nothing here for me anymore. Now, don't confuse boredom in your life with there's nothing here for me anymore, because that usually means there's more here for you to learn, because you shouldn't be bored in this oasis, this paradise, this Garden of Eden, where you rule with your thoughts becoming things. But back to um, when your objectives can no longer be met. Like, why would that be? One word. Confusion not understanding the truth of who you are, thinking that uh, maybe you're too old. You're not too old. You're an inter-eternal, an intergalactic eternal being of light for whom all things are possible. But if you've been believing in aging, you know, and I have to admit, I've done a little bit of that myself. Um, but if you've been believing in aging and capabilities, the logistics of your life will change. Now you can breathe some fresh air into you. You can do some yoga. You can do some reflecting absorb yourself in truth and you're going to find you can extend those markers and live a lot longer and the confusion that would otherwise have held you back about what you're capable of doing or incapable of doing will ebb and fade away literally you are that powerful people by the way are going to start living a lot longer than they've been living as these rising energies of earth and the vibrations keep intensifying and we start harnessing that we start realizing who we really are soul integration come alive the Christ within not the religious Christ but uh, the awakened uh, part of your soul so exciting but confusion back on point is what will suddenly mean an objective can no longer be met you know logistically closing your mind closing your heart suddenly you know, resentment anger jealousy all, all of those evil spirits um, those are the kind of things that will all of a sudden shut you down and the objective that could have still been met will no longer be met because you want to show them out of spite because you're angry because you're you know self-loathing you know we've all been there um, but that's how we take ourselves out of action and and sometimes it's a lot of decades of overthinking and over worrying and over criticizing ourselves and over criticizing the world that just closes our hearts and our minds and objectives can no longer be met. You can reverse that. Start loving, start celebrating what's right in yourself and in your partners and in, in the world at large. This is such an opportunity, such a gift, such a blessing. Um, you get unlimited second chances. 
You can live forever. In fact, we all do. Whether we take it to do it in this body or not is the question. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, happy Thursday. Time for a spiritual tune-up as we continue this week's theme um, of death, how, why, and now some great questions came in. Thanks to you. Post below on Facebook. Uh, or Instagram on the day of a live broadcast on reincarnation. Really juicy stuff here. Mike, in some of the various channeled material I have read recently, there seems to be a trend which indicates that there are various levels of spirituality. I do understand that there are various levels of maturity. Is this the same thing? Uh, the maturity thing, yes. The evolution of spirit. We're getting wiser and wiser emotionally so in this incarnation and in future ones. I'll talk about reincarnation point on in just a second. But the idea of different spiritual levels, no, that does not resonate. That does not make any sense. There's only spirit. There's only the divine. There's only God. There's only love. Um, but it is through our adventure into form and density and confusion uh, that we get to have this adventure of awakening. And so there's different levels of maturity, as you put it, or awakening, as you put it, all within the ocean of love, of spirit, of bliss, of infinite possibilities. Um, Mike, how do we know where we are in the grand scheme of things presently? Joy, ease, peace. Let these be your barometers as to whether or not you're mastering the jungles of time and space. As I alluded to yesterday, boredom does not mean you've been there, done that, I'm tired of time and space. Boredom means you need to open your heart and your mind more. You need to get out a little more than, than you're presently doing. Boredom, I've heard so many people say, you know, it's like, you know, I, nothing excites me anymore. I think I'm done. Uh, that's the biggest sign, red flag on the play, that you're not done. In this bastion of order and perfection and possibilities galore, love everywhere. If you get bored, it's because somehow, somewhere, you've kind of uh, tangled up your wires and there's been a, a, a malfunction. And it's easy to get back on and ride. Just go help somebody. Go be of service. Go smile to a cashier or a barista. Uh, life is such an adventure. Don't let boredom slow you down. Go within if you're feeling bored. How do you know you're making progress? It gets easier and easier, funner and funner and happier and happier. And you worry. You don't even worry anymore. Okay, That's when you're in an uh, awakened, ascended master level. Okay, Mike, enlightenment certainly is a goal in this existence. How do we measure it? Should we try to measure it? That is, that's the million dollar question. To measure it or not to measure it. To measure it, you're thinking too much. Uh, and I'm certainly guilty of that. And there's a place for thinking and logic and deductive reasoning. I, I really believe that through deductive reasoning, we can kind of create a platform from which we can release and surrender. And so I think it's always gonna be a, a combination of heart and mind that's going to get us to that promised land. But again, the benchmark uh, of our success, what to measure, is back to joy. And I know that's tricky and it's maybe one of the most vexing questions at all. You know, 
do what you most want to do. Follow your bliss. Just be happy. Like, how? What do I do? We're so wired to figure it out and to logically deduce things. Uh, it's a matter of letting go and releasing and not being so overly bent on connecting every single dot. So let's get to some of the, the core base questions here. Does reincarnation exist? Well, I might surprise you by saying that in the, the strictest of senses and terms, it, it, does, it does not exist. First of all, time is illusionary. This is known science. It's different from one perspective to another perspective. It changes with speed and velocity and things that Einstein figured out. Uh, and at a deeper level, I think we all get that time, space, and matter are illusions. As illusory here in time and space as they are in our nighttime dreams. In our nighttime dreams, they sure seem real. But to the person on the outside looking in and your partner's twitching and jumping around, it's like, yeah, you know, that, that's not really happening. Uh, it's the same here. It's not really happening. It's all a simultaneous thing which boggles the mind. I can't really wrap my head around it. But if time and this linear sequencing of lives uh, is to be called reincarnation, well, the whole sequencing thing is a sham. All of our lives are happening simultaneously in ways we can't comprehend. And truly, another greater tangent to this is, and I read this from Lisa Royal Holt recently, Lisa Royal Holt, an amazing channel and author. It's our ego that can't stand the idea that it won't continue beyond this lifetime. And so it puts itself into the equation and says, reincarnation, here I am and there I go. And that's who I was and that's who I'm going to be. And it's our ego doing this. More close to truth is that we are all sparks of God. God pours through me right now. God is pouring through you right now. God is pouring through all of us right now. And when we become self-aware, it's our ego anchoring us here for our own protection and safety to, so that we don't step in any, you know, anthills or off of a cliff. Our ego is priceless and awesome and one of your best friends, but it tries to run the show and it thinks it's all about it. And really, you're just God. You're just pure God. And when you finish a lifetime, one of the questions that also came in is, you know, what do we carry over into the next lifetime? Again, let me just step aside here. It's more accurate to say there is reincarnation than not. Given our understanding of the logistics and time and space and who we think we are, reincarnation is closer to being real than it is to being fake. That, that, that we don't come back. That you have one lifetime only. It's like God has an infinite number of lifetimes. And the consciousness of Mike Dooley, uh, should I ascend at some point in the near future, uh, always uh, opting to come back whenever I want. Um, what we take with us is our emotional wisdom. You know, the scars, the battles, the triumphs. What does that do to you emotionally? That's wisdom. It's, it's infinite knowledge. It is a, an accumulation of, an exp of experience. And so should God come back uh, uh, after my incarnation, it's hard to put this stuff into words, um, one of those forms of God would pick up where this form of God left off and bringing with it a continuation of the wisdom gathered in this lifetime, but zero recollection of the battles and the triumphs and the lions and tigers and bears. That way, the slate is wiped clean. 
That way we're not pointing fingers and judgment. I mean, it's, it's, it's wild enough to have a lifetime where we've got all these stories. Could you imagine carrying around a hundred or a thousand or 10,000 stories from each lifetime? And the question of how many lifetimes? This is a good one. As many as you want. You live as many as, there's, there's no limit. You can live a million, billion, trillion lifetimes and then a trillion more lifetimes. But after you've kind of mastered the game, wouldn't you want to explore other realms? Well, you know, there's 3D, 4D, what about 200D? What about, what about there's realms that we cannot even fathom right now. Um, in form, quasi form, hybrid form, with no form at all, it's not like form is better than no form. It's just, those are just two ways of kind of measuring the elements. But there's going to be elements and friends and loves in, in a kind of a, a telescoping, kaleidoscoping um, bonanza of creativity that never ends. So when you play the game of jungles of time and space and you kind of master it, through your different incarnations, we're, we're talking about reincarnation as if it existed and it's not quite what we think it is, but it's more accurate to say it does exist. Um, you'd want to go off into other things. Uh, a, a specific question uh, asked, why do you believe, Mike, that we will stop incarnating at some point? Why would we want to, st why would we want to stay in non-physical forever? Again, the implication is that, that physical is better than non-physical. No such thing. It, it, they're all grades of experience and adventure. And after physical, well, I don't know, but it's going to be amazing. Uh, it doesn't mean you just go, go back to form, uh, back to what I used to be, no longer on the cutting edge of reality. It's like, no, 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 no. There are so many branches, and, again, unimaginable. Now, here's a question. Um, how few lives can we live? If we can live as many as we want, can we stop at this one? I've met so many people, family members included, rest in peace, who have said, if we get to decide on the other side, whether or not we're going to come back, I'm not coming back. This place is a mess. This place is crazy. This place hurts. This place is painful. Um, here's the thing. Once you take that plunge, if you will, into the jungles of time and space, you are so electrified with the lions and tigers and bears, the fear, the loss, the love, the romance, the adventure, the glory. When you're on the other side and you see the, through, you transcend the, the, the stories and you realize you were in the heart of God the whole time, that you were loved the whole time, that there was always a lifeline being thrown to you, that there were angels, like a legion of them, like a horde of them, like a herd of them, following you everywhere, that you were always so powerful. You're going to be like, I, 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 I can't believe I got so swept off my feet. I want to go back. I want to go back. I so want to go back. You think now from in the illusion, uh, surrounded by pain and suffering, which is undeniable in many in most lives and in many parts of the world, you think, I'm not going to go back to that disaster. But when you're on the other side and you see the truth, you remember why you chose. And you're like, you get with your friends and you're like, let's go. Let's go do that again. I'll be your mom and you be my sister and you be my dad and I'll be this. And, and we're going to learn and we're going to struggle and we're going we're gonna to thrive and we're going to overcome. And then we're going to march arm in arm low. Yo, hee ho. 
Um, so, so could you cop out? Could you, I'm sorry if that's offensive. Could you just say, no, I'm not going back anymore? Well, theoretically, all things are possible, but I bet your bottom dollar, you're going to eventually, on the other side, you're going to eventually be watching all these people splashing around, coming back, OEO, having a good time. Some of them are scared to death, but then they realize it was all make-believe. And you're going to be like, I want to go back. And I would venture, I believe that you will, you would always come back until you get to a point where you so love it then you're like, well, you know, I've kind of been there. I, I could live another million lifetimes, but this one, this new adventure is calling my name. I've heard more and more about this realm and the zodiac sphere of alternate probable realities. And the, I think I'm going to go dip my toes in that pond. When you get to a place where like I could live another million lives and be super, super great, happy. That's when you're probably done and you're going to go somewhere else because you've mastered it so well. That's how you measure. So, fellow adventurers, it's not as clear and cut as we would all like it to be. Nothing is as objective other than truth. We are of God, by God, pure God, gladiators of joy, eternal beings, you know, full stop. Everything else is subjective. And there's so many different layers. And it's cool. It's going to make for a much more exciting um awakening process as our mind continues to get blown and when it couldn't get blown anymore it gets totally blown with love and joy this is the adventure of all adventures we're on the razor's edge of reality creation thoughts become things you are adored all things are possible there you have it fellow podcast listener now let's stay in the zone if you haven't already, please visit my website, tut.com, where you can sign up along with 1 million other subscribers for my free daily notes from the universe. You can also find out about my infinite possibility membership for a price you choose. Every single Tuesday, I do a live broadcast, a 30-minute mini manifesting workshop. Members have access to the last 52 mini manifesting workshops. So, Check it out. And if you have a moment and these podcasts move you, I would be deeply grateful for a review at the Apple podcast platform. Go to tut.com, look for spiritual tune-ups, look for the link for podcasts. If you send us a screen grab of your published review at Apple, we've got a very special bonus waiting for you. Check out the links, read all about it. Thanks for being here and I'll see you on the next podcast installment.